Dive into an ocean of possibilities with the DKM program of the American Council of the Blind. Get connected and build a strong leadership foundation. Apply to become a 2024 recipient of the Derward K. McDaniel First Timers Award. Get curious, explore, become engaged, and focus on making impactful contributions. Apply to become a 2024 ACB J.P. Morgan Chase Leadership Fellow. If selected, you'll be sponsored to attend the ACB conference and convention and learn how to navigate the waves of leadership from mentors and leaders of ACB. Don't delay. Apply today. For more information and to complete the application, visit www.acb.org slash DKM. The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Thank you for joining this ACB Diabetics in Action call. Established in 2005, ACBDA is a special interest affiliate of the American Council of the Blind. Our primary mission is to educate and support individuals living with diabetes and vision loss, parents and caregivers. If you would like more information about ACBDA, please send an email to acbdaorg at gmail.com. Our website is www.acbda.org. If you'd like to become a member, dues are $10 annually. Visit our membership page and website at www.acbda.org. Please keep in mind that we are not medical professionals and that this call is strictly for informational purposes and is based on our members' and friends' personal experiences. You should consult with your medical team before making any changes to your diabetes care regime. Again, thank you for joining us. And good evening, everyone. My name is Larry Gassman. Today is February 14, 2024. Happy Valentine's Day and welcome to Living Better with Diabetes. It's Wednesday evening, time for one of our monthly calls. And we've got some great things for you for the next hour or so. Interesting idea um, put forth a couple of months ago. and, And most of you probably know and have probably heard Chris Peterson uh, Chris is a part of Penny Forward. In fact, he's the, the co-founder or the founder of Penny Forward. And he also does a call on ACB Community. And he and his wife, uh, his wife Kelly, is a, is a diabetic educator as well. And they're going to talk about finances, but from a diabetic's perspective a little bit. Because as you all know, and as I know, being a diabetic can be very expensive, and there are ways to maybe circumvent some of that, and he's going to talk about that. He'll ask your, uh, answer your questions uh, probably at the end, so you can raise your hands if you wish, and then they'll leave time for question and answer towards the end of the, the program. So let me get out of the way and welcome both Chris and Kelly Peterson to ACBDA. Thank you. It's really great to be here. And uh, um. I know that many of you do know me and have heard me before. And so I'm excited to tell you that you're only going to hear about a little bit of me this evening. Uh, my wife, Kelly, is going to do the bulk of the of the presenting tonight. 
But before we get into that, just in case you're unfamiliar with Penny Forward, I want to tell you a little bit about myself and Penny Forward and what we do. Then I'm going to introduce Kelly. She's going to talk about uh, lots of ways to uh, maintain your health as well as maintaining your budget from a diabetics perspective. And then we're going to leave plenty of time for questions and answers at the end. So please hold your questions. We'll let you know when to raise your hands and, and uh, we will take the time to uh, make sure that we get your questions answered. So as uh, Larry said, I'm Chris Peterson. I am the founder of Penny Forward. Penny Forward is a nonprofit organization founded and led by blind people. And together we help each other navigate the complicated landscape of personal finance. We offer self-paced online courses, weekly workshops, a monthly ACB community call, and one-on-one -on -one financial counseling provided by blind financial counselors, including myself. And uh, we do that for a fairly, we think, low uh, monthly or annual fee. Our paid memberships cost $9.99 a month or $99 a year. And if you're not quite ready to try that yet. We also offer a guest membership, which allows you to try before you buy and get access to some of the Penny Forward course material uh, and early access to the Penny Forward podcast simply uh, by joining Penny Forward as a guest member. And that is entirely free and will remain free forever. A little bit about me. Uh, I'm totally blind. I have Lieber's congenital amaurosis. I am uh, 46 years old. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I am a white belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu and a beat baseball player. I'm a licensed amateur radio operator. My call sign is KG0BP, if anyone on here is a ham and uh, is familiar with that. I'm also an accredited financial counselor um, and uh, have been working on building Penny Forward for the past four years as well as uh, building my credentials as an accredited financial counselor. My wife, Kelly, is a registered nurse. Uh, she is currently a nursing supervisor for a thrombosis clinic uh, through a healthcare company called Park Nicollet in Minnesota. In her uh, past, she's done a number of different things, including working in medical oncology, um, and uh, working as a, an anticoagulation nurse. And uh, she's also been a diabetic educator. So Kelly is going to do most of the presenting this evening and I hope you really appreciate what she has to say. Uh, so I'm now going to hand the mic over to Kelly. Thanks, Chris. Hi, everybody. Uh, as Chris said, I'm Kelly Peterson, and I'm a registered nurse. Um, I've been a nurse for about 20 years now. I've held a number of roles, as Chris said. Um, most re recently, I am a nursing supervisor um, working with patients that are on anticoagulation medications, but I have worked um, as a diabetes educator in the past, as well as an RN care coordinator. And uh, tonight, I'm just going to talk about um, budget-friendly nutrition as well as budget-friendly fitness. And um, I'm also going to go over um, some affordable diabetes supplies um, as well. So um, some of this information, um, I am 
using tonight. I've gotten from some of the Penny Forward podcasts that Chris um, has done over the years. Uh, you are able to go to um, any podcast viewer and you can search for the Penny Forward podcast. Um, and you've been doing that for about two years now, I believe. So there's a lot of interesting topics there as well. Um, the first topic I'm going to talk about tonight is budget-friendly nutrition. Um, and, you know, we talk about nutrition and a lot of people think of uh nutrition and healthy eating as being expensive. And it can uh, be expensive, but there are ways to get around that. Um, one of the major things that I would teach people about is really planning ahead before going shopping. Um, you can search, you know, your grocery store ads and go through and come up with a meal plan for the week. Um, there are apps that you can use for meal planning. Um, there's a website that also has an app. It's www.myplate.gov, and that's um, put together by the government. It's a website that most diabetes educators uh, educate patients on going to. And um, I, one thing I did not say is I am fully cited, um, but I did. I have used um, the MyPlate app as well as the MyPlate website um, with voiceover and it is accessible. It reads everything on the website as well as the app, um, which is very, very great to see um, because a lot of uh, blindness uh, related diseases come, people do have diabetes as well. So um, like I was saying, meal planning is, is really something that can help uh, save on your finances. Um, so on the MyPlate app, as well as the MyPlate website, they do have a um, budget-friendly page where you can go through and look for um, different ideas for meal planning. They've got recipes. They also have a place where you can make lists of things that you want. They have um, different meal plans that you can go through that you would put down on your shopping list. They also talk through um, picking ingredients that you can use for multiple meals a week, um, which I'll go through here in a little bit. One thing that I like to educate people on is um, being willing to eat at home. Um, we all know that going out to eat can be very expensive as well as um, not the healthiest options sometimes. So really thinking ahead and meal planning through for your week ahead um, and then being willing to eat at home can help. Um, one study that I read um, showed that we consume 20 to 40% less calories when we eat at home. Um, so that is something that um, is really beneficial towards eating healthy. Um, let's see. When we think about healthy eating, we want to get the proper amount of nutrients. We want to eat calories that count towards good health. Um, and the vast majority of our nutrients should come from nutrient-dense foods. Um, those are things like fruits and veggies, lean proteins, and whole grains. When we think of an ideal meal, um, this information can be found on the myplate.gov, as I already spoke of. Um, we we want to have half of our plate as uh, fruits and veggies. A quarter of our plate could be lean proteins, such as chicken or fish. Another, the other quarter of the plate would be for whole grains and then have a space for dairy. And that's really the ideal meal for any person. Um, but we, that's what we would recommend for diabetics as well. 
One great tool that they talk about on the myplate.gov is using your hand as a serving size. And I really like to use that as an example because your hand goes everywhere with you. So um, if you think of your hand as a serving size, um, your hand is scaled to the size of your body. So you can use that for your serving size. It's a great measuring tool. It follows you everywhere. You want to use the size and thickness of your hand. And for women, um, we want to think of for our carb choice, which would be like a bread or pasta, that would be the size of a cupped handful or a half a cup. For a fat source, such as um, a tablespoon of butter, we could think of that as one thumb. For our veggie, we want to do two fistfuls or two cups, and that's for women. And then for men, we want to double those um, those stats that I talked about above. So six to seven ounces of protein. um, And then the carb choice would be two cup handfuls or three quarters to one cup. And then two fistfuls or two cups for veggies. So using your hand can be a really great tool for measuring um, and thinking about what you want to put on your plate. When we think about healthy nutrition, we want to stay away from highly processed foods. Those are things that come in bags and boxes, such as chips, cookies, crackers. The reason they are highly processed is they last longer and for taste preservation. But they taste really good, but they hold empty carbs. They do fill up our our stomach, but they have tons of calories, fat, and sugar, which we want to stay away away from. Those highly processed foods lead to diabetes, heart disease, high cholesterol, weight gain. And so we want to try to stay away from those as much as possible. Uh, We want to think of of food as a way to fuel our body. It keeps our heart beating, our joints lubricated, and our blood moving. So in thinking about that, we want to think about eating things that come from the ground or from that come from animals for our protein source. Eating healthy can be expensive, um, and so we we want to think about ways to make it less expensive. And so, some tools that we can use um, is use Shop Simple with MyPlate. That's the app that I was talking about. You can go in there, and it will give you examples of things to focus on that are less expensive at the grocery store. Um, it helps you with meal planning on a budget. Another tip that I would give people is to shop at stores that aren't trendy or expensive. You know, you think of places like Trader Joe's. You can go in there and that that to me would be more of a trend trendy grocery store and a box of cereal can be upwards of 8 or $9. But if you go to somewhere like Aldi um, or, a, you know, a grocery store chain, a box of cereal is probably around 4 or $5. So if, you know, staying away from those trendy stores can help. Um, watching your local grocery ads, these are typically available online um, and seeing what the sales are for the week. Uh, fruits, and, fruits and veggies are something that we, you know, really recommend for healthy eating. The problem with that is those can be more expensive, fresh fruits, and um, they, if you don't eat them in time, they can go bad. So um, frozen, frozen fruits and vegetables are just as good as uh, fresh. And um, so 
we, it is okay to do that. They last longer. You can just use the portion size that you want and then put the rest of the bag in the freezer. Um, another recommendation is to buy things that are in season because uh, when they're in season, they're picked at their peak ripeness and they're most nutritionally dense. So if you're going for fresh fruits, pick things that are in season. That those are things if you're not aware of what is in season, you can you know go on the internet and Google that. Um, also, my plate will tell you what is in season. Um, and then the the frozen fruits and veggies are also peaked or picked when at their peak ripeness. So and then they're frozen. So um, that is something that I would recommend. Um, another tip would be to buy in bulk and, you know, use what you want and then freeze the rest. Um, you know, you're, you can get bread in bulk and freeze that, cheese, lots of different things, meat, um, buying your fruits and vegetables frozen. Planning ahead and meal prepping, um, we using ingredients that cross over to different meals. By going onto the MyPlate um, app or website, they do um, have some sample meal planning recipes and, you know, it'll use for say, you know, tell you what you can use for if you buy chicken. It gives you different meals that you could use that chicken throughout the week. Um, let's see. Um, you know, we can't always eat at home and I am aware of that. Um, so if we're going to be going out, say, um, I would recommend planning ahead. Most restaurants have their menus online. And so really going through and deciding what you're going to eat before you go can help you. Um, we all know um, what our bodies can handle as far as our blood sugars and things like that if we've, if we've been a diabetic for a while. And so planning ahead and looking at the menu and deciding what you're going to eat can really help with that. Um, pick a meat that is offered as blackened or grilled versus fried um, those have less calories in them. Um, picking things like whole beans or rice rather than refried beans if you're going to a Mexican restaurant. Um, oftentimes, people think that salads are really healthy. Um, unfortunately, salads can have a lot of ingredients that have a lot of calories. And staying away from salads that have creamy dressings, those really have a lot of calories in them. Um, <clears throat> You know, just choosing off of the menu, um, you could choose your main meal, uh, your main dish. And then if you want to have dessert or an appetizer, I would recommend choosing the appetizer and your meal or the or your meal and the dessert, not all three. Those are ways to uh, save a little bit of money as well as um, consume less calories. Um, use your experiences from the past and how certain foods affect your blood sugars and really plan around that. Those are my major um, options for planning around a healthy budget. Um, should I ask for questions now or do you want me to wait let's, till the end? Let's just wait till the end. Okay. So if you have questions, just please keep those um, now and we can come back to them at the end here. Um, the next thing I'm going to talk about is affordable diabetes supplies. Um, as a diabetic, most healthcare organizations, larger healthcare organizations have diabetes educators or nurse care coordinators. Um, and I would really recommend speaking with your doctor about getting, um, meeting up with an RN or a nutritionist as a diabetic. They can help you come up with um, affordable diabetes supplies, meal planning, things like that. They also can help you um, uh, look through your insurance 
to see which meters, which brand of meters are covered, um, which strips are covered, things like that, as well as your medications. Walmart also has their own meters. It's called a Relyon meter. It's R-E-L-I-O-N. And you can get a Walmart Relyon meter for around $20. Um, and then the strips for that meter are, you can get 50 for about $9. Their meters, you can just buy over the counter. You wouldn't go through insurance for that. Um, and so that that is a cost savings there. Um, I don't believe that their meters are accessible. That would be the only thing. Uh, the lancets for their meter, which you would use to prick your blood with, you can get 200 of those for around $3. So that is a cost savings as far as your meter supplies for checking your blood sugars. Um, but like I said, if you use the RN care coordinator or a nutritionist through your doctor's office, a diabetes educator, they can help you navigate those insurance questions as far as what meters and supplies are covered for you. Um, Walmart also has their own brand of insulin, which is also that rely on brand. It's R-E-L-I-O-N. They have regular and long acting insulin. Um, those are around $19 a vial, which is, um, you know, a lot cheaper than say, um, name brand insulin vials. Um, but that's something that you would really need to work with your doctor to make sure that they're okay with you doing, um, as part of your medication regime. Um, <clears throat> the RN care coordinators or the diabetes educators through your doctor's office can also help navigate that. They can help you, you know, set up your medication plan and, and let you know if that rely on insulin is something that, that would work along with you, what's going on with your specific health situation. Um, I also recommend using the brand of meter that your insurance company wants you to use because typically those are covered. Um, there are, you know, that is what we typically recommend, but sometimes people do want different meters and that that you would have to buy out of pocket. So uh, really working with your, your doctor's office with the RN care coordinator, the diabetes educator is, is the number one for diabetes supplies, I would say, and medications. Um, and then moving on to accessible fitness on a budget. Um, you know, if if fitness is important to you, budgeting for it, um, it, you're going to do that because it's something that you enjoy doing every month. Um, let's say you enjoy going to the gym or you're part of a, um, you know, sport like Brazilian jiu-jitsu as Chris does. That's something that we budget for in our budget that comes out at the beginning of the month, the gym membership. If it's important to you, you're, you're going to pay for that and budget for that. Um, <clears throat> There are also, you know, things that you can do at home that don't cost any money. Um, and so that that is something you can do by using floor routines. You know, you can do push-ups, ab exercises, um, anything really on the floor at home is free. You can go um, to a website called bodybuilding.com. Um, and that was recommended by a, um, personal trainer friend of ours. And she said that, um, the information on that website is free and it really, it reads through the descriptions of what the different exercises are. She was, and she is blind as well and is able to follow the instructions with the descriptions. Um, she also recommended making weights out of empty milk jugs and filling it with water. And then you can use those as weights. 
Um, you can use PVC pipe to to create resistance returns um, and then use a chair or a bench for doing step ups. Um, so you can really, you know, create your own things at home. Another um, thing that was recommended uh, by a friend of ours who's also blind, um, she goes on YouTube and um, there's a channel called Eyes Free Fitness and they have everything from beginning fitness to advanced exercises and tell you ways to modify um, and that uh, it is um, specifically marketed to uh, visually impaired individuals. So that is something that um, she has found really useful. Um, you know, if you're working from home at, or if you're, you know, working in the kitchen, say making a meal um, and you're waiting for some, the water to boil or something like that, jogging in place instead of just standing there, getting any steps in that you can in, in any way. Um, you can buy inexpensive exercise equipment. You can get rubber dumbbells at Walmart for pretty cheap um, or TheraBands or resistance bands. And anything that you can do resistance with is, is a way of getting your body moving. Um, some other recommendations. Uh, we do recommend getting 150 minutes of moderate activity each week. So at least three days uh, of exercise per week for about a half an hour. Anything that you enjoy, you know, walking with a friend, going to the gym, doing these floor exercises at home, um, anything that you find gets your feet moving and that you enjoy doing. Um, going to the gym with a friend, um, they can help you around the gym. A lot of gyms also, um, you can either work with a personal trainer or, um, you know, ask the staff to show you around. A lot of gyms are, are owned by local hospitals or medical clinics, and they tend to be better staffed and more helpful. But even, you know, um, let's say a smaller gym, you know, just going to the front de desk and asking, would you be able to show me around and show me some of how the, some of the equipment and how it works? how to navigate the floor, um, going with a friend or a family member, if they, if they like fitness as well, um, you know, you can, you can get a lot of support through friends and family and they can help you at the gym, learn how to use equipment and how to navigate that gym. Um, some gyms have an aerobic room where you, um, can learn your way around. It's just a, a smaller room with different aerobic exercises. A lot of gyms have laps that you can walk around, um, and and that is something, you know, getting your feet moving if, if you just enjoy walking. Um, the thing about going to the gym, you do have to be willing to put yourself out there to see, you know, what's available to you and, and what um, who is able to help you with that. Um, knowing how much the exercise program or gym that you want to attend um, is each month and then setting that aside at the beginning of the month um, is something that that we would recommend. Um, if you're a part of a, a team such as a beat baseball or or any other um, blind hockey, things like that, there are organizations that do have grants. Um, one that that we've uh, uh, friends of ours have used is the Challenged Athlete Fund. You can also uh, a lot of Lions clubs do um fundraising and give, give um, people money for things like this as well. Um, if you want to get into a sport, you're not sure if you're going to like it using uh, use sports, good stores, or even asking friends or family member, do you have any equipment for the sport that I'm interested in trying? 
um, because some equipment can be expensive and you're not really sure if you're going to like it. So uh, using somebody else's equipment before you decide to make the investment, or maybe they're just done using it and you can have it. Um, use your community of athletes, ask your friends and family what things they've done in the past, what works for them, what they're currently doing. Would they like a partner to have them come? Um, walking is always free. Um, you know, you can just walk, even walking around your house. Uh, Chris works from home and to get some steps in during the day, he'll walk up and down the steps a number of times just to get, get some movement in. Um, a lot of insurance companies will also provide frequent fitness plans or gym memberships. So, you know, looking into your insurance company and seeing if that's something that that's available to you. Um, jump ropes, you know, that's something that's cheap and easy. You can use it at home. It gets your heart beating quicker um, and you can do it as, as fast or as slow as you want. Um, thinking about things that you enjoyed doing as a kid, you know, if, um, anything really running around, um, playing with your kids, anything to get your heart moving, jumping jacks, sit-ups, push-ups. Um, lots of local universities have gyms and oftentimes they have um, people that are training to be personal trainers. So they may be available to help you navigate those, those things, parts of gyms. Um, let me see what else. Just do a time check and see what we're doing for time. It's 5.30, so um, you know, we have plenty of time. I think that's really all I had to say. Is there anything you want to add, Chris? So I wanted to ask a couple of questions. Sure. Um, first being, uh, if I remember right, as a, as a care coordinator, you would sometimes help people justify getting accessible meters through their insurance company. So that's another is that, do I remember that right? And is that another way you can use a care coordinator? Yes, of course. They they can contact your insurance company for you and, and figure out what forms need to be filled out and help get those forms filled out and work along with the doctor to get those filled out and faxed to your insurance company. Excellent. And um, can you talk a little bit about when you, when you're talking about what we eat, that's really important. Can you talk a little bit about how, what we drink Oh, yeah. Our blood sugar and stuff, too. Yeah. So um, definitely. Um, I think I had that in my notes. So, yeah, you know, um, what you drink, uh, things like sodas and, and some juices have lots of sugar and lots of calories in them. They taste good, but um, they aren't the best for us. So, um, you know, having those in moderation, you know, if, if, if pop is something that you enjoy only having one a day, um, and then trying to stick with water or, you know, you can add anything to water to help flavor it. Crystal light is, is low on sugar. Um, even adding lime or lemon to your water, um, drinking, you know, coffee, uh, Plain coffee doesn't have any calories. Uh, fruit juices are better than pop, um, but just looking at the sugar content of those. Um, smoothies are another thing that are really popular. Um, and, you know, some of those are really packed with calories, but uh, a way to, to get around that is using protein powder. Um, we used, Chris and I used to uh, drink smoothies. I had gestational diabetes when I was pregnant with one of our children. And that was one thing that I would have for breakfast was a smoothie. And what I would put in that is a, a scoop of protein powder that was chocolate, I believe, um, Greek yogurt. So about a cup of Greek yogurt, um, some ice, 
spinach, and then I think I added honey to it as well, um, and then froze berries. And so you can't even taste the spinach, and it was low on the sugar content, and it had protein because of the protein powder. Um, and so, you know, making those at home is really helpful. It was really good. We should probably get into that. Yeah, we should, because they're easy to make, yeah. and, and they taste really good, and and they they you know, last a long time. We, I would have that for breakfast and, and be fine until lunch. Yeah. Um, if you're a coffee drinker, I just recently read that uh, cocoa powder added to your coffee, not chocolate, but unsweetened cocoa powder can increase the, the health benefits of coffee. Um, and uh, three to five cups of coffee seems to be about the, the right amount for, uh, like heart health and stuff. And so uh, me being a coffee drinker, that makes me feel good that I'm, uh, I'm uh, improving my uh, or supporting my heart by drinking three to five cups of coffee a day. And I can even add a little flavor to it by adding that cocoa powder. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, Allison, wanna, we're going to open it up for questions here in a minute. I just want to make sure before we do that, that I give out our contact information because you're welcome to contact me or Kelly if you have questions that we don't get to tonight. And we'll give these uh, the, this phone number and the email address and stuff out at the end again as well. So first of all, our website, www.pennyforward.com. And you can find all of our contact information in the footer of our website. You can email us at pennyforward at pennyforward.com. And you can also give us a phone call. Our phone number is toll free and our and it is 888-332-5558. That's 888-332-5558. And again, if you missed any of that stuff, we'll give it again. But you can also find it at www.pennyforward.com. And now, uh, do we have any raised hands? We don't at the moment. Let's give it just a minute and see if we get some, though. Sure. Um, while we're waiting for raised hands, uh, I want to talk a little bit about resistance bands because uh, I bought a really nice set of resistance bands for about $20 on Amazon, they come in a little drawstring bag so you can keep them all organized. And there are a number of different pairs of bands going from uh, relatively low resistance to pretty high levels of resistance for different types of exercises. And I really like them for doing, uh, even uh, for enhancing some of the floor exercises. Uh, if you maybe are really good at push-ups and you want to kind of up your game on push-ups, you can wrap a resistance band around your back and hold it in between your two hands and do push-ups with that to add a little bit of extra weight to your body and, and help uh, to bulk up your chest. Same thing with sit-ups. You can add resistance bands to sit-ups to, um, to make them a little more challenging, uh, tie them off to something heavy like a uh, a door frame or a chair or something, and then uh, hold them around your uh, 
hold them around your, your wrists or maybe around your, your armpits or chest to add a little bit of weight to your body. That They're really, really useful pieces of exercise equipment. Um, and then uh, uh, one of the things that we have been talking about here at the Sagebrush Conference this week is uh, that um, vending machines are starting to carry a lot more healthy options. So if you're out and about and you're maybe looking for a snack or something, maybe look around and see if you can find a vending machine that offers uh, some healthy options for, uh, uh, for your, your snacking needs rather than uh, unhealthy options. Uh, a nutter butter or something isn't going to be so good for you, but maybe you can find something like dried fruit that still has quite a bit of sugar. So you want to be careful with it, but um, is going to be a, a healthier option for you. And uh, also, uh, you know, that, that the trend is that we're going to start seeing a lot more healthy options in vending machines going forward. Uh, turns out that now with the uh, new o Ozempic and uh, those types of uh, medications for weight loss, they reduce our appetite for salty and sugary snacks. And so vending machine providers are starting to notice that their sales are dropping off. So they're replacing some of those salty and sugary snacks with more uh, healthy options. And that's really good to see, uh, especially for, you know, people with, uh, uh, with diabetes that really need to pay attention to those types of things. We do I'll have Patricia. Yeah, we do have Patricia who's going to ask a question in just a second. But thank you for the resistance band info because I never thought about that. I do walking and I'm on the treadmill. Well, I used to be till it died. So now I have a Nordic tracker and, mm -hmm. and try and get in some work. Uh, it's easier said than dead sometimes because of just a lot of stuff going on. But, yeah. but the resistance bands I had not thought about before. So I will uh, look into that as well. I think that's a great idea. Um, oh. I, I can even look up the ones that I bought and send you a link. If you <laughs> no, I'd love it. That'd be cool. All right. Okay. Patricia, hello. Yes. Yes. Hello. Actually, I wanted to share a novel idea. Not sure why I didn't think of it, but uh, I don't know if Verlin is on this call. She's part of our group sometimes, but she shared this idea with me. So I wanted to give her credit. You know, like for those of us that take insulin with your insurance, you know, for example, um, Humalog is on a uh, formulary for me and Lumjev. And I happen to currently use Lumjev. But Novolog was the longtime insulin that I used to take and would have to go back to, you know, if I needed to go off Lumjev. But it's not on formulary. So she found that if she goes out to GoodRx or um, Single Care, which are those discount card coupons that you can get, she found a pharmacy in her area that for $30 a vial, she could get the Humalog, which her formulary didn't cover. So I went out online and checked to see where I could get Novolog. And it went from all the way from $30 at, I think, Rite Aid to $188 like at one of the other stores. So you really have to check your local area and uh, the different stores in your area. So, you know, if something's not on formulary, give those two discount cards a try. I also get some other medications, um, you know, rather than running them through insurance, I get those on um, a single care. Oh, those, so, that, those, 
great suggestion. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for that. I meant to mention it and it slipped my mind. So thanks okay. for bringing it up. It was new to me. So we need to spread the word. Yeah, for sure. It. And yeah. can I ask you, do you use a screen reader? Have you had good success with the accessibility of GoodRx and single care? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't use it often, but I've been able to find the things pretty much that I want. Yeah. Wonderful. That's Wonderful. great. Thank you. Anyone else have questions or comments that these, yeah. uh, these kinds of suggestions are great when they come from the community? Yeah, for sure. One of the things that while we're waiting, one one of the things that we're we're doing now, because as you know, the CGMs, the continuous glucose monitors, have revolutionized things for diabetics, especially those of us who need some form of audible help. Uh, in combination with that and the phone, um, there are only a couple of them that are actually accessible. You know, the Freestyle Libre and the Dexcom. Um, I assume that probably has revolutionized things that you do in terms of your vocation as well maybe maybe not that extensively because you've got a lot of sighted people as well as blind people maybe who are looking into that but but maybe talk a little bit about that and cgms and how perhaps maybe people can circumvent some of the costlier issues there yeah so um I, um, in my role as a diabetes educator, I mostly worked with type two diabetics. So we, we, uh, you know, weren't recommending that CGMs at that time. So we would send them to certified diabetes educators. Um, but certainly, you know, now having meters that are, are audible are, are really, um, really revolutionizing the diabetic diabetes care. Um, so I would, you know, would recommend working with your doctor's office and they can help with, with those insurance issues and things like that. Any hands, Allison? Not at the moment. Okay. 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 So let's go back to snacks for a second. Um, if someone doesn't know specifically about how much is too much or whatever the concept might be, are there are there um, guides where you can say, well, gee, you know, I like vegetables, but I'm not, I'm still not quite sure if I'm getting the right amount, or maybe I've got too much on the plate. Are there other basic guides that will help in that regard? Yeah, so that myplate.gov, I would really recommend going to. That really goes through serving sizes and what of each kind of food they recommend that you have on your plate. Okay, so that works, and that that works with fruit. That works with any kind of meat as well. Yeah, correct. Yep. I have not looked at myplate.gov, but I will. Yeah, you should. It's a really some, great site. Yeah, sometimes I don't know necessarily all the different combinations that would be usable and good, and I do a pretty good job of eating fairly healthily, healthfully. But sometimes, you know, you forget, or or you're not aware especially as it relates to some of the processed foods i try and stay away from a lot of that stuff but you can't always right but so everything is good in moderation but you got to be really careful when you do that yes for sure any hands uh not yet none yet no okay anything else that we didn't talk about that you need to add between now and the end of the meeting so Kelly, do you have thoughts about what what if you're the type of person that just doesn't like vegetables or isn't a fruit person? 
Um, are there things that you can do with your diet to, to still incorporate some of those things if you, if you're just not a fan of them? Yeah. So, you know, trying to find something that you do like, you know, um, if you're not a big vegetable person, chances are there are some fruits that you might like. So trying to incorporate those. Um, also, you know, a multivitamin can help with the, getting some different um, vitamins in that you would get from those veggies or fruits. But, you know, experimenting and trying to find something that you do like um, is, is typically what I would recommend. Okay. And adding, you know, like adding vegetables into something that maybe you won't, wouldn't taste it as much in, such as the spinach in the smoothie or adding vegetables to some sort of meal that you're making, um, you know, just adding some, some of those into, let's say you're making some sort of a hot dish or something and you add broccoli to it or um, something like that. For those of you who don't know, hot dish is a Minnesota term. They call it a casserole in the rest of the world. And uh, sorry, <laughs> uh, just just in case you weren't aware, um, when we said pop earlier, some people call that soda. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My family lived in Denver, and everything was pop. And the first time I heard that word, I said, "What are you guys talking about?" This is when I was little. Uh-huh. And and he said, "My uncle said, well, you probably you probably call it soda.'" Or something like that, but we call it pop. And I never heard it called pop until I went back there a couple of mm-hmm. years later. So it must be something in the Midwest, maybe. I think uh, so. Basic Midwest, yeah. 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 Um, did you talk about sodium? Because sodium sometimes is a problem. Because, yeah. you know, w- what do you do? Because a lot of that's in processed foods, obviously. Right. Right. So, you know, in moderation, I would say, you know, having some sodium in your diet is okay, but really trying to, um, to be aware of the ingredients that you're using, you know, um, canned soups have a lot of sodium in them. Um, and, and a way to kind of read those labels, um, you know, with, with using different apps now and things be my eyes will read uh food labels to you so you can read through and see um how much sodium is in them um and so you know using using apps and things like that so that you can see how much sodium it is and and try to stick within i don't remember offhand what you know what what sodium requirement would be but and, and that's going to be different depending on your level right. of activity, right? Because exactly. uh, somebody that exercises a lot maybe needs a lot more, uh, needs more sodium. Right. Um, and I would also point out that uh, if you haven't tried the the Be My AI feature in Be My Eyes yet. Oh, it's marvelous. Um, it, it is marvelous. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's bar none, the best way to read restaurant menus, as far as I'm concerned. It, I have learned so much about the stuff that I'm eating at restaurants uh, from Be My, Be My AI. Um, you know, if, if the menu has it, it, it does a wonderful job of organizing the menu in a, in a way that's easier to read. A lot of menus have a lot of, you know, things next to each other and on top of each other. And so the layout presents a problem if you're using something like seeing AI to uh, just recognize the text. But 
with the AI feature in Be My Eyes, it will not only recognize the text, but help you to organize it and figure out what goes with what. And uh, so I've actually found that uh, I am now paying attention to things like calorie counts and and uh, sodium levels and carb levels and stuff when when restaurants include them on their menus. Not everybody does, but a lot of them do. And that's the biggest thing I had. I, I love my glasses that I bought, but it read everything. And I mean everything. So it was like you, your mind couldn't comprehend when one thing stopped and the other one began. It seemed like it read the whole menu. Now with, with what you're talking about, it, le- it seems to be a lot easier to read and understand and comprehend. So I agree with you. And I assume you can use that at Sagebrush relatively easily. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, the first night I got here, I I got into the hotel. I was tired. It was late. I just wanted to um, order room service and go to bed. And uh, and I picked up the menu card off of the table and read it with be my eyes, and it worked great. Um, the glasses. I think you might be talking about the Celeste glasses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they're they're really. Uh, that's a really good thing that we we should talk about here. Sure. Because the Celeste classes also include that AI feature that can help you to understand the layouts of things and, and more complicated things like menus, um, as well as they're a really budget-friendly option for wearable, um, you know, a wearable camera tech because they're only about $50 a month US and uh, um, you simply subscribe to them for as long as you want them. You never have to worry about the hardware getting out of date or anything because as a part of that subscription, the agreement is is that if if they come out with new glasses or something, they'll just let you send back your old ones and you'll get new ones and and, uh, keep paying the subscription, which is way, way different than you know, paying thousands of dollars for something like Orcam or or uh, or the Envision glasses. So uh, the Celeste glasses, they're they're not perfect. They're really new, and uh, they're still working out a lot of the kinks and and adding new features to them. But they have a lot of potential for this kind of thing. They're improving just as almost everything is from a technological standpoint and that includes diabetes because i was diagnosed in 2002 on my honeymoon isn't that wonderful (laughs) um (laughs) but but back then we pricked our fingers and i you know i read braille a lot i sing i do all kinds of things that means i have to read braille and and the meters and the lancets would tear my fingers up yeah. And so when I got my CGM, when I worked for Marriott, it was wonderful. And then the insurance company denied me for three years, and I finally now am going to get it. And I can't wait because it revolutionizes everything. So even though it's not necessarily a great thing to ever have to be a diabetic, if you have to be a diabetic, now is a terrific time because there are so many things available now that weren't available even 10 to 20 years ago. Yeah, definitely. And we were just talking about, you know, Kelly hasn't been a diabetic educator for the last few years, and we were trying to figure out exactly when she was doing that full-time. And I I believe that the CGM recommendations may have changed. Oh, for sure. Since, yes. since we're working on yeah. them. Um, and the, Guys? 
Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt, but just need to let you know that we have about 10 minutes left and Christy has her hand raised whenever you're ready. Oh, let's go to Christy then. So we'll go to Christy and we'll give Becky about three or so minutes at the very end because she needed some time to talk about ACBDA. So we'll do that. Okay. So I have a question. I came in late um, and I'm wondering um, why would I want to use something like GoodRx um, if I already have like pretty good insurance or would I want to do that? You might. Yeah, it depends on, you know, if, if it's cheaper than what your insurance company would cover or if there's a medication that you know works for you and it's not on the formulary for your insurance company, you may uh-huh. be able to get that through GoodRx. Okay, and... And um, so you would pay, but just probably less. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And you really have to make that decision based on, you know, if if you're paying, say, $50 for a vial of insulin through your insurance, for example, but you can get, you can get it for $30 on GoodRx. Well, then Then clearly the the GoodRx price is is different. But but if if your insurance is really, really good, um, then you might not find as good a deal on GoodRx, but you won't know until you actually bring it up and and give it a try and and see whether it's going to help you or not. Yeah, you just really have to to do your research with it. and you mentioned good RX and something else, and I didn't get that second one. Simple care. Simple care. Yes. Okay. And uh, yeah, so I just got diagnosed. Unfortunately, I crossed the dog online. So I'm also getting a Libre three and wondering when it's going to come or how long I'm going to have to wait for it. Wow. Well, I hope it's yeah. soon. Yeah. Yeah. Depends on your insurance. I mean, if, if they probably have to, the doctor, if they've already written the prescription, uh, it, it shouldn't take that long. I don't know how long it's been, but it shouldn't take very long. Mine will be here any day now. Yeah. I got, um, I got the clearance from the doctor and the diabetic, edu- diabetic nurse called me and said that it's going to be delivered by the company and that's the other thing is they don't show you how to use it no they don't um i i learned uh, in my particular case uh, jeff bishop who's a friend of a lot of us mm-hmm. his wife is cited and this is several years ago and it's essentially the same and we we got together on facetime and she saw me and she saw exactly what i was doing and walked me through it i recorded it made notes and that's how I learned. There, are, I don't know that there's any video necessarily on how to w- make those work, especially the first time out. Well, but there's Jen, video. She said there's a lot of video, but but they're not terribly. Yeah, yeah, for us, it's going to be very difficult. It took maybe me maybe that, twice, and then I had that it down. Might be, maybe that might be the, um, to consider is to create a video like that. Yeah. Have, have you um, have you asked your diabetic? educator if you can come into the doctor's office once you get it and and see if she can help walk you through it i'm going to but they said that they won't they don't do it so i don't know i'm I'm going to i'm going to push it well they said the diabetic nurse doesn't do it but i'm going to 
push to talk to the diabetic educator because I think it's important for us to know right off the bat what's going on. And it does change from being pre-diabetic to being type 2 diabetic. It's not that difficult and they just have to show you really once and if you take notes or record it, uh, it's not a a big deal. It's pretty easy to do. So I don't know why they would not do that it's the same way if they have to spend 20 minutes reading the labs to you they can spend 15 minutes showing you how to use the freestyle libre well and why is a company coming to deliver it here here you go we're not oh they're mailing me mine they're mailing me mine Uh, yeah yeah, they're not they're not huh interesting yeah well hey we're running out of time yeah we are i want to I give our contact info again, and then I want to turn it over to Larry and, and uh, Becky for, for anything you have at the end. So again, our website is pennyforward.com and you can contact me or Kelly through that and find our contact information that I'm going to give you through the website. You can email us at pennyforward at pennyforward.com. And you can also call us at 888 332 5558. And uh, just remember, if you do call that Kelly is a volunteer and she does have a day job. So it you probably will reach me. And if I'm not able to answer your question or you need to talk with her, then I will take your information down and she'll get back to you in the evening. And uh, with that, I want to thank you all for having us here. And I want to turn it back to Larry and, and uh, Becky for any housekeeping stuff you got at the end. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you very much. Thank Solid you. hour. Very good. And Becky, I know you're here because I see you lurking in the background, although my microphone is in the way, so I don't know how that happened. Anyway, um, you have some things to talk about with regard to ACBDA. I do. Uh, um, and Chris, I would like to thank you um, and Kelly for being here as well. Um, it's been very informative. So, um, ACB Diabetics in Action is going to be busy. Um, I wanted to let you all know that membership dues are still um, out there to be um, taken, given, however you would like to. Um, we have another, actually, um, 30 days or actually a month from today, we need to have those dues paid if you want to be um it's certified for 2024. Um, You can go to org. go to the membership tab, and and it will walk you through um, getting your dues paid. If you have questions or not sure that you paid, which most everybody got a letter, you can send an email to acbda.org. O-R-G at gmail.com um, and I will check and see if your um, dues are up or not and then we'll go from there. Also wanted to let everyone know or remind everyone that we have our Friends Supporting Friends chat on Saturday, this coming Saturday the 17th at 5 p.m. Eastern um, and then we have um, another chat on Monday the 26th at 7.30 Eastern. Um, and I will turn it back to 
uh, John or um, Larry because I don't know what next month is to let you know on topics. So back to you, Larry. Thanks for being with us and join us next month here on Living with Diabetes. Good night.